so much for letting me know. We don't have to say thank you every time. It's gonna get old real fast if we are always commenting on. It's it's <laughs> so. It's just like a reflex. I know. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do like I do like often talk to like digital voices yeah. or like inanimate objects as if they're people. Like I have thanked vending machines yes. more times than I can count. Yes. Um yeah, it's and I mean like with things like Alexa and Siri, mm -hmm. like you're kind of supposed to interact with them. Yeah, it's rude not so, to. It's rude not to. It's kind of like programmed into us at this point. Yeah. But we can interact with AI voices. My <laughs> my biggest failing is that I will narrate my actions because <laughs> I'm so used to teaching on video. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, listener. Yes, and now I am taking a sip of tea. Thank you. Um, <laughs> hello there, listeners Hi. and viewers, because we have both. Oh yeah. Now hello. maybe, maybe if anyone's even watching us on YouTube, I don't know how successful that's going to be. We'll see. Um, hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, part four. Part four. You made it. Part four. You made it through your November. You made it. We made it. We made it. We are <laughs> almost. We are. We're about forty-five minutes away, <laughs> and we are at this point in our lives, not even tiptoeing into the holidays. We are full holiday. No, we are full Mariah Carey at this point. So please, I just ready to go. Please take care of yourselves. If you are a holiday person, <laughs> yes. wonderful. If you're not, mm -hmm. that's okay. Like you, there's. It's okay. You're really getting yeah. smacked by jolly joy. Like everything has mm -hmm. to be happy. You don't have to be. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's my plug for it's for fine. you and your your health. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Well, you know something that uh. I think a big reason why a lot of people are averse to holidays, one could say, um, is families. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that's kind of a, a big thing. Uh, yeah, sure, you betcha. You know, like, so like people have, like, Friendsgiving instead of... Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I think some people have both. Like, some people have Friendsgiving and right. they... Which, like... That just seems like a lot of stress. Especially, um, like, right now in the world, if you're, like, not feeling comfy traveling or, like, yeah, you're kind of stuck in a different state that didn't feel far away, but now it kind of does. Like, yeah, it's a whole different landscape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, families are great and terrible at the same time. All at the same time. Um, <laughs> And, you know, we are still talking about Knives Out. Yeah. So... I am speaking of the Thromby family in in the feature motion picture film <laughs> Knives Out. <laughs> in the talkie. Um, yeah. The talkie, yes. <laughs> Go into the pictures. Um, <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about the Thromby family in Knives Out. They are very dysfunctional. Yeah. They... You know, I feel like 
we might get certain moments where it feels like they like each other, but most of the time, it seems like none of them even like each yeah. other. Um, which, you know, is very true to life yeah. for some people, like families that don't like each other. Um, yeah. What is the quote? What is the, um, is it a Tolstoy yes. quote about like from Anna Karenina mm-hmm. about like happy families are all happy in the same way? Yeah. But unhappy families are all different. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And there's the quote. I could look it up. <laughs> I have a Google machine right in front of me. There's the um, quote in Gilmore Girls, on. too, where Luke, like, butchers it or whatever. Where Luke is trying yeah. to quote Anna Karenina, yeah. and he doesn't quite, yeah, cut much like I just did. Um, that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. That's, yeah, yeah, that's great. And that is that the one where, like, Emily is, like, trying to plan Lorelai's wedding, and she's like, it would be a, a Russian winter theme with, like, I think it's the one a where they ride in the snow. I think it's, that... it's the one where Richard's in the hospital. And so oh, Lorelai right. is yeah. dealing. Which is a Christmas episode. And Lorelai is dealing yeah. with like not having had a happy relationship with him, but also being like worried about him. Because it's still your family. It's still your family. And there's still, even though it's complicated, there's still, you know, some kind of emotion there i'm gonna need to rewatch that episode i yeah. did not mean to derail you go right into it i i i fully started the derailment myself <laughs> we're if this was the orient express we would be off, the, be rails. off the rails that's okay <laughs> okay yeah so we're talking about dysfunctional yeah. families like the thrombies um i just wanted to throw out a few of my uh favorite um dysfunctional families in movies maybe you have some too um so at uh, the bluth family arrested development yes um <laughs> all of the families in game of thrones all to of be them. quite honest all of them mm-hmm. there's not a healthy family no. in in there I mean, the Starks might come the closest, but they've got a lot of secrets. Yeah. Got a lot of skeletons in the closet that, you know. Yeah. Not completely. Not not great. Um, the Tenenbaum family yes. from the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Which is my second favorite Wes Anderson movie. What's your first um, favorite? Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The McAllister family in Home Alone. Yes. <laughs> A holiday classic. Um, Moira Rose's first family before she Kevin! meets um, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Okay, I'm just going to go watch Home Alone. I know. I'll see I'll you see it. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Um, <laughs> um, ha- have you seen Death at a Funeral? No. Either the original 2007 British film or the 2010 American remake starring Chris Rock. Yeah. Both of them are great. I think I like the British one better just okay. because it's the original. Yeah. But like they're both good. Um Peter Dinklage is in both of them and he plays the same role. Interesting. In I just like to note that. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, Death at a Funeral. Um, so, like, uh, in the British version, it's Matthew McFadden 
mm-hmm. is like the main character and in the American one it's Chris Rock and so like the family patriarch passes away and so then like the main character um is dealing with like their dysfunctional family as they all come together yeah. at the, at this funeral so like how's kind of like knives out kind of has those vibes yeah um it's really interesting. The family from Little Miss Sunshine with Tony Collette was actually in as the mom. One of my all-time favorite family dysfunctional families. Yeah. That movie. Yeah, you got Steve Carell. Yeah. You got Greg Kinnear. Ugh. We could do a whole series on that. A very young that. Abigail Breslin. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a series on Little Miss Sunshine. There's so That's much great. in it. Um I love a dysfunctional family. I really do. Yeah. There's so much there's so much you can do story-wise yeah. with like relationships and character. Yeah. And it's so relatable too yeah. because like who ha- I'm like even in like, you know, like more healthy happy family relationships, there's still going to be yeah. you know, some stuff on that you deal with. On the Broadway side of things, we have Next to Normal and August Osage County, which do a really nice job of exploring the dysfunction. Yeah. Dysfunction. The Gilmores. The freaking Gilmores. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. We started this episode out talking about Gilmore Girls and we thought it was a tangent, but it but wasn't. It wasn't. It's related. No. It's related. <laughs> um because <laughs> Yes. Because the Gilmores are kind of a dysfunctional family. Yeah, they are. They kind of are. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, Which I think... And then also... Oh, go on. Oh, just the... If you need proof that they're dysfunctional, it's Rory as she gets into her 20s. Like, they messed her up. (laughs) Anyway. They really did. (laughs) They really, really messed her up. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's like she gets the worst of both the Gilmore privilege and the Lorelai. Yeah. Free, free spirit that like she gets the worst of both. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rory. Uh, God love you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, also, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Roy family from Succession. Uh huh. Um, I think because, uh, you know, we see like I think there's a lot uh, of similarities between. Succession and Knives Out. Like, they're both explorations of class and privilege. Yeah. Um, and how, like, you know, the both of those things um, kind of warp people's uh, personalities and, you know, yeah. make, turn them into not great people um, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> We said this is going to be a fun episode. Um, so, <laughs> but it is fun. Yeah. Like I, I kind of think I also kind of think of Succession as like the drama uh, version of Arrested Development because that's also a very like a similar like family yeah. dynamic. Um, so I I have this whole thing that I was going to go into like comparing. Um, comparing knives out characters to succession characters like matching them up with each other um but as i as i commented to you aaron um i realized that if you haven't seen succession this isn't really gonna land (laughs) so um but i got most of 
the ideas from an article um, in the ringer that we can link. Okay. Um, so you can, I'll link it in the show notes so you can go read that article. If you're into succession, you can go okay. read it and see and see what you think. Um, but I did just want to talk really quickly about one of the comparisons in here. You don't even have to talk between... quickly. You could talk okay. at length. <laughs> at length. Uh, so Harlem Thromby, of course, the patriarch of the Thromby family, and Logan Roy, who is sort of his counterpart in the Roy family in succession. Um, like, this is like kind of the obvious comparison to make because they're both the patriarchs in their families. Um, but like, that's kind of where the comparison ends. I think that these characters are actually very different because, Mm -hmm. um, so like Logan Roy is like alive still for most of succession. And he's like trying to manipulate his children. Um, and he's also like very clearly, um, has very clearly been, deeply damaged by the privilege that he has right whereas with harlan i don't i mean we don't see very much of harlan in knives out but i don't feel like you can say the same of him right um um but i also um wanted to talk about that comparison because uh in this article where they um where they have like all the matches in uh, this ringer article. Um, There's a great quote um, when it's like describing Harlan Thromby (laughs) as, you know, like he's a mystery writer. Um, And the article says, we get the impression he's like James Patterson levels of popular, (laughs) but unlike James Patterson, actually good at writing. (laughs) And I just, you know, I, you gotta love a James Patterson dig. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> um, you know, have you heard the theory that, like, all writers are actually just James Patterson in a trench coat? That's... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's my friend Summer has this theory. <laughs> she talks about it on her TikTok. Go check it out. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so we'll link this article. You can go read it. If you are a fan of Succession, I think you'll get a kick out of it. And if you're not, then maybe it'll convince you to watch Succession. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also, uh, like, specifically about the Thromby family, I wanted to um, – <laughs> I don't know if you follow Jamie Lee Curtis on Instagram – um, I think I just started because I realized I wasn't. She's she's a delight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back in April of this year, when the Knives Out sequel was announced, she did a post. Um, it was, I think it was just like a, a set photo of her and some of the other cast members. Um, but the in her caption, she said, to clear up any rumors, the Thromby family is in family counseling <laughs> and the therapist suggested they stay away from Benoit Blanc in the future. <laughs> uh, Linda was fine as she kicked her loafer wearing prick of a husband to the curb. Yes. The, <laughs> the rest of them are hustling. Ransom is apparently in the knitting sweater business. <laughs> So you have that great sweater. Yeah. Um, a, a new skill he picked up in the slammer. <laughs> Joni. 
Joni has some vaginal scented bath bomb. Yeah, she does. I wonder if it prevents uh, UTIs because bath bombs yeah. uh, cause UTIs. So, By the way, sign me um, up for that. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> I would for buy that product. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Walt is self-publishing his memoir. <laughs> None of us will be joining Mr. Blanc in Greece. As the family spokesperson, we wish the filmmakers all our best in their new venture. Aww. Um, yeah. So I like that she is kind of like, she's kind of, you know, <laughs> like addressing ev- all, everyone's issues. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. It's like this family. Yeah. Because they definitely do need, like, some, not just family counseling. They could all use some, like, legit Yeah, you can't. <laughs> counseling. In this case, I don't think you can do the family counseling without the separate meetings as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which, you know, no shame. No. In, in that no, goodness, whatsoever. no. Oh, my goodness. Um, everyone could use could use help. I think it should be yeah. mandated. I think we should all have to go because it's so helpful. Anyway, I just keep derailing you. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that was that was it. That was just the dysfunctional families. Yeah. Um and why why there's so much fun in fiction. Um, yeah. And I think it's, you know, I think it's because like we all experience some level of dysfunction in our own families in real life. And so then to see it in fiction, you know, in a movie or in a, or in a book where it's kind of, it's kind of turned into like a a therapeutic kind of way of, you know, like there's humor and it's a way of kind of like, uh, kind of, uh, what am I? What am I trying to say here? You know yeah, what I'm trying to it's, say, right? It's like a relatable <laughs> entry point, and it's also, I think, yeah, I think it's a nice way to see how you might be contributing uh, unintentionally sure. or intentionally, like to watch a movie and say, like, oh, I, I said something like that. Oh, uh-huh. oh, so that's they might have taken it this way. Like, it, it's just helpful right. to kind of take a step back. I, I don't know what this is, but <laughs> it was thriller. It was, it was thriller um, to kind of take a step back. Cause when you're in a conflict in your family, you might not be able to see like that the words you said were hurtful. So I think it's nice right. to kind of use media that way too. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 So I wonder if um in in the Knives Out sequel if we'll get another family. Right. Or if it'll be like a group of, you know, a group of strangers or a group of friends or whatever. Nine perfect so. strangers? Maybe it's already nine out. Maybe strangers. nine perfect strangers Ooh. is Knives Out too. I still need to watch that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nine perfect strangers is Knives Out too. Knives yeah. Out too. Totally. Um Knives Out also. Knives also our <laughs> knives are out. Uh knives are also out also out so a huge derailing us now um (laughs) so a huge part of this movie is the dysfunctional family and Mm -hmm. the home that they are all fighting over this family home and it turns out 
there's a bunch of famous old creepy estate homes. Um, cause I, I think <laughs> as you enter the world of the thrombies, our first shot is of their creepy austere home, right? As yes, like, I love it as the, the, um, uh, the point of view of whoever's climbing the gate and the dogs mm-hmm. are coming in. Um, again, cause I can't think of the name of the character, but, <laughs> I think it's such an important, like, first shot of the movie and it made me curious about some some real old creepy estate homes for people with far too much money and some secrets to hide um yeah so i wanted to are you gonna tell me about them no we're done i'm just gonna okay i'm gonna go okay all right bye guys i gotta go um (laughs) so yeah there's a few that are like there's so many of them but i think this was also a harder thing to research because like the details of the homes are sometimes still hidden or sometimes Uh they're being kept secret or whatever. So I just, I found some kind of high profile ones um, that I wanted to share today. So the first Mm. one is the, um, the singer castle is, is what it's called. It's, um, the home of Frederick Bourne, who's the president of Singer Sewing Company, which is a pretty big, um, at least it, it used to be a pretty big kind of staple. And now, I mean, it still is like they're obviously still being made, but like it's not as like the notoriety has kind of faded a little bit. But yeah, well, because like most people don't sew their own clothes anymore, so they would have no reason. Right to own a sewing machine yeah yeah um but that doesn't mean frederick Bourne doesn't have a whole lot of money so (laughs) i'm pointing a lot again um so he purchased a whole area known as dark island in new york oh well that sounds cheery yeah you know he i think his intentions were not as joyous as they might have been um and this home has everything. I feel like Stefan. <laughs> this home has everything. Um, it has your classic kind of garden variety, creepy home accoutrement. It has, I am just French today. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I, it, I note here that it has, you know, your hidden staircases. It has paintings where, like, you can spy on someone from, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't find whether this was a, a scenario, like, in um, in Cabin in the Woods, where there's the creepy painting that's hiding, oh. like, the, um, uh-huh. like, wasn't that in Window? um in Ready or Not that don't they have like yeah a hidden uh like little like I don't know if it's in a painting but there's like a hidden little like uh, looky loo hole a looky thing. Loo. <laughs> yes absolutely well that movie oh my goodness yeah um, yeah so it has we should have talked more about Ready or Not it's so that's good a great, that's a great uh, counterpoint yeah. to Knives Out. The end, anyway, the end of Ready on. or Not is so much campier and like... I know. I love I, it. I love it so much. Her, but <laughs> like, 
the whole her last line in that movie is like a punchline of a joke so the whole point of that movie yeah. is just to be in like a knock knock joke but um anyway yeah. it's really good <laughs> i love it also starring someone for from nine perfect strangers so you have to go watch it oh um so you got your you got your hidden staircases you got your um creepy paintings where you can kind of uh, spy on people and you also have those um con- like rooms where you have to hit just the right like place on like panel on the wall or the like select the right book and then it turns into like a whole secret room or secret area and in this case it was a series of wine cellars so wine cellars oh. underground which makes sense because they're kind of high vaulted and airy spaces um so that's your that's your singer family home on the um, dark island. Cue thunderstorm noise. <laughs> um, then we also have Darwin House. So Darwin House um, is owned by John Darwin. Um, I don't actually know who that is. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the kid named Darwin who would come to the museum all the time? I'm sorry. Yeah. Please go yeah, on. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing now. Um, <laughs> we have a guest that I just had to. Oh, hello there. Um, you can't steal on the show. You can't talk about a creepy house without your fluffy cat. So John, John Darwin in 2002. So this is a lot later. John Darwin was mm-hmm. reported missing from his home in Hartlepool, England, and an investigation began. That's so British. Isn't it? Hartlepool. Oh my god. That's such a British name. I love it. So an investigation began to no avail, and Darwin was mm. pronounced dead. So they had just believed that he had died. And five years later, five whole years, calendar years later, what? John Darwin wandered into a police precinct and it was discovered oh he was in a secret component of his own home for those wait, five years. Wait, so he, he like the entire time, that entire five years, he was in. Mm-hmm. So it turned out. And he. So it wasn't like sometimes he came out and people just didn't notice. No, he was. Pres- that he had come out. He was presumed dead. Um, He was. No one had seen him. He was done. It was over. And then it turned out that his home connected directly to another, um, like a something that had formerly been another, like, apartment and had turned into a hotel. So he had been hiding out um, in, like, a secret, um, secret other apartment complex. And um, he would stay there during the day and then come on back to where his wife. So his wife knew about it. Oh, so it was intentional. Okay. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Okay. They. It was like, this is sounding like Parasite. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, so. It's like she keeps her husband hidden in the basement. It, you know, yeah, it's it's like all of. Yeah. All of those stories. Um, oh, my gosh. The couple claimed 250,000 pounds. 
in pension, insurance, and um, just oh my god, they thought they got away with it. And then this is okay. I need a I need a movie about this, right? Or at least like a documentary. Yeah. Like yeah. What? <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. Like, and they were eventually, you know, found guilty of insurance uh-huh. fraud. Yeah. Um. So I. <laughs> Less of like a love that. <laughs> less of like a detailed ornate, you know, spooky home, but still, it it got the insurance fraud done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness! It got the job it, done. It got the job done. Um, <laughs> sorry, my cat was trying, and so, <laughs> wow, he just wants to be a star. He, just, he does. He he is. Let's Come be on. honest. Um, <laughs> he is. And then a little bit sillier. So that one was kind of the big, like, oh, my goodness. Um, And then a little bit sillier is the Winchester Mystery Home. So um, Mm, I don't know if that's silly. It's got some pretty dark history. Oh, wait. No. No, it's not at all. I was thinking of a different one that I didn't put in here. (laughs) Not silly. Okay. Not silly at all. (laughs) I was thinking one that didn't get into my notes. No. Um, so <laughs> this one's actually the darkest. Um, yeah. So Sarah Winchester uh, is the heiress to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. And she began to believe she was being haunted by people who had been um, who had been killed by her by her arms, by the things that she made her fortune off of. Um which honestly, again, that could be a movie too. Like these. Yeah, I think there is actually a movie about the Winchester. Is Mystery there? House. Okay. Um, I think so. I want to. I want to say there is. I don't know what it's I want to seek but, that out because, yeah. like, just that alone is so, like, fascinating to me. Um. So she told, she was told, um, by a medium that she, if she ever stopped production on her home if she ever stopped adding things that um the ghosts would would succeed in in ending her life so she never stopped building her house she um Mm -hmm. she has secret passageways she has twisting hallways oh are you still there yeah i'm here my phone did something weird i think um oh it's fine so it has chimneys that stop before reaching the roof um and there are passageways that like have still not been found it's suggested there's like there's yeah there's like staircases that lead to nowhere there's like rooms within rooms and like doors that open to nothing yeah yeah really interesting really interesting Uh, fun fact the winchester mystery house is in san jose california oh which is where my boyfriend's family lives. And oh, wow. every time we go down there to visit them, um, we talk about maybe visiting the Winchester Mystery House. But then we remember it's very expensive to tour the Winchester sure. Mystery House and we don't do it. Sure. Maybe one of these days yeah. when I'm feeling rich, uh, we'll, we'll tour. Right. Like, it would be fascinating to see. And like... Yeah, it is just interesting to think about kind of how how we get our riches, right? And how like 
like what had to happen for her family to succeed. You know, it's really, it's just fascinating. It kind of reminds me yeah. of the guilt monster that we were talking about in our Halloween episode. The um, the Turkish guilt demon. Uh-huh. That like, yeah. guilt specifically. Um, and I think it's kind of the darker side of what we see with the Thromby family in Knives Out. Yeah. How like they're they you know have achieved this fortune but like you know at what cost to countless people Um, and i think i think kind of the like the not the mystery home but like these old homes with a bunch of different like staircases and secrets it's like an outpouring of the guilt of a lot of these really really privileged families like it kind of Mm -hmm. like symbolizes the knowledge that your privilege was built off of someone else you know like it's right yeah yeah Yeah. this is the fun episode this is Um, (laughs) this is the fun one no 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 that's really I like that no that's really that's really good that's really true um and you know like there is like the fun side of that too like the the fun like who done it mystery stories in houses that have secret passages yeah. and yeah and it's yeah you know every mystery does need a villain so we get them it does we get them yeah 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 um and Kni- knives out has like seven villains yeah so it's <laughs> it's lousy with them it's got so many yeah um anyway uh which which villain were you in the quiz <laughs> of all of the villains i was jamie lee curtis linda i think she's probably like the least bad villain <laughs> like yeah or at least we don't see yeah. her villainy we don't that's we don't true. see as much of it yeah she's it's kind of like benign villainy <laughs> like <laughs> petty villainy yeah and i think we also like kind of we sympathize with her more than most of the other thrombies because of like her situation with her husband and she also seems like she's the one who has like who um like has like worked the most too yeah so you feel like she's She's at least, she's not, like, entirely deserving of everything she has, maybe, but she's at least a little more deserving than the others. I don't know. And it's easier because she's, I think, one of the ones where she loves Harlan the most. Like, we're kind of given, Mm -hmm. like, like she loves her father is one of the first descriptions that we get of her. Whereas other people, it's kind of muddy about the relationship they had with Harlan a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So you're Linda. Who are, which I just think Linda Belcher. But uh, the least, <laughs> yeah. the least dysfunctional family I can think of is the Belchers. Oh, they have it on. Yeah. They're ready. They're, they're fine. Love them. Yeah. Who did you get? Uh, I'm Benoit Blanc. Yes. <laughs> just perfect. Yes. Um, I, I'm exactly like him. <laughs> um, I like this. <laughs> like this says, uh, the description says, you're extremely perceptive and smart, so you love puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
You're great at sussing out liars. Also willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. I feel like it's pretty vague. Like, I feel like most people would say, like, yeah, I'm good at sussing out liars. Right. And I give people the benefit of the doubt. I would, It's very generic. I would That's cast fine. you. That's fine, BuzzFeed. I would cast you as the Benoit Blanc character, though. I, could, I would do it. Call me, Call me Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did it. We did a Knives Out. We did an we did a knives out. Um, Let's do the knives out. That should be like a a very scary dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, we did knives out. Um, what are we ta- what are we talking about next month in December? Well, it has to do with wrinkles in time. Wrinkles and time? Uh-huh. Who, that okay. might impact each does other it, in a myriad of ways. Does it have to do with uh, theoretical physics in a children's book? Sure does. Love it. Does it have, like, the scariest thing I remember from my childhood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That whole concept. That, yep. The whole thing. That, like, legit terrified me. Terrifying. Um. Oh, surprise, yeah. your dad's yeah. gone, and we're going to go to Camazots. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. We're talking about, um, you know, Rhonda, one of <laughs> one of the first, like, outside of, like, Gilmore Girls, one of the first books that you and I were like, Wrinkle in Time. Like, we, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like... It was very formative to both of our childhood. It was. We we have learned this. Yeah. And then when the movie came out, you know, a few years ago. Uh-huh. That was, you know, a great time. Yeah. Yeah. We read it in book club um, at the moment. Yes. Yeah. We read it in book club and then we went and saw the movie and Mindy Kaling is in it. Mindy so. Kaling is in it. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, yeah. And... It's it's going to be a good time. I think it's a good one for December because, it, you know, like it's like it's comforting and like it's one of, you know, it's like what you want to curl up with. Yeah. Um, in the cold weather. So, yeah, I think it's it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll do some cool stuff. We'll talk about it. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Join us. Join us. Um, Join us for that. Uh, other places where you can find us would be. Um, I try. I just tried so hard to say Pinterest in my head. I was like, that is not the word. <laughs> my brain. We don't have a Pinterest, but maybe we should. My brain was like, say Pinterest. <laughs> it's like, but that's not it. Brain that's coming. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram and. Um, and the blog and I plugged this last time but go follow Rhonda on Twitter on TikTok <laughs> on Twitter on, you can follow me on Twitter if you want do that too but her TikTok is blowing uh, yeah, up okay. so go do it <laughs> okay and yeah thanks for joining us for Knives Out we'll, uh, we'll see you next time okay bye